right, you guys, welcome back to Inspired Babes Let's Chat podcast. And today is episode 30. I had my great friend Jake Folk on. And can I just tell you, it was such an incredible episode. The energy was freaking flying through the roof. It was such a great flow. I was absolutely honored to have him in my presence and to record this episode with you. Here's the deal. This is mainly for men, right? Obviously, women are going to get something out of this too, but I've been really inspired to record more episodes with men. I'm all about empowering women, but I'm also about empowering men too, right? And I'm, I see you, men. I see what you're doing in the world. I see who you're being and the things you're overcoming to step into who you are, and that's inspiring to me. I have gotten a ton of feedback from all of my episodes, and a lot of you men are like, oh my gosh, we love it, we're so inspired, but can you bring on more dudes? And I'm like, hell yeah. So thank you for all the feedback because, again, that inspired me to you know, have some powerful men on, and this is where Jake comes in. Jake has, like I mentioned, amazing energy. He has a passion for life. And, you know, he grew up with a lot of different beliefs when he was younger. And he had a moment in his 20s where it hit him and he realized that they were all stories just made up, right? And he shifted drastically in his life. And so today he's going to share a little bit about his story. He's going to talk about, we're going to talk about masculine and feminine energy, Um, you know, just the healthy mind, body, and spirit. And different lifestyle changes that he implements into his life on a daily. He's inspired me and his energy just radiates from who he is as a man. And I just, I was learning so much as he was talking today. So please get your notebooks out, get ready for this amazing freaking episode. And here we go. Here we go. We cruising. We are cruising. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you guys. So today I have my friend Jake Folk on. What up? I am seriously so excited. He's actually my brother's friend. So, you know, I saw you guys being little shits growing up. I wouldn't say we were little shits. I say we were <laughs> pleasant shits. <laughs> You were pleasant. <laughs> you were pleasant. But you know what? I always loved you. Like, really. You Aww. just, when you were younger, I was like, he just has like such a good little soul. I just <laughs> love you so much. And then I haven't, we hadn't seen each other. Like, you and I, like. No, yeah. We talked about that. It's been, and, like I say, I think it's been under 10 years or 10 years. Yeah. But same thing. Like, we cruised over each other's Instagrams. And I saw that you had a podcast. And I was like, this is fucking dope. Yes. <laughs> and it's talking about just vulnerability and yeah. femininity. And you're having dudes on talking about this shit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I thought that was so perfect timing because I've mm-hmm. been in the space of I want to bring more men on. I've had a lot yeah. of feedback from men and they love my podcast. They're like, bring on more dudes, damn it. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm here. There yes. And here we go. I'm just, I'm super excited to have you on. Did it. And Likewise. like, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. So I really wanted to speak to the men, right? Ooh, All yeah. the listeners. I want to show up for the men. Yep. 
but women as well. Like women I love well. you too. But yes, yeah. So let's like. So Jake has his own podcast, Living for Longevity. Yes, yes, amazing. Um, I started this in just to get into it and kind of yeah. get some narrative behind it. Yep. I started getting to podcasting when COVID just hit. And oh. that wasn't my plan just to like, oh, okay, well, I need to be creative with something else. Let's start a podcast. It was, I have always wanted to start a podcast for- Really? Yeah. I moved back from San Diego. Like we were talking about uh, about four years ago. Um, I'm sorry. I moved to San Diego four years ago. I've been back. So I was down there for a year and now I've been back for three. So yeah. Um, it was, yeah, I loved podcasts. There was something about the authenticity that you can bring into a podcast. Mm-hmm. You can be your real self, enthusiasm. You can bring everything into this podcast. It's yours. You don't have a network telling you what you can and cannot say. Yes. So free platform, and I loved it, but I didn't know how to structure it. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing yeah. on the computer with this equipment. <laughs> it's so intimidating. It's so scary. And that's what oh. I want to give hope to people. Like you can start a podcast. You really just have to put the time into it and you got to spend a lot of money. I mean, yeah. I said a lot, little, yeah. you got to spend a little money right. to get it started. And if it, it's not that expense, isn't going to mean anything if you really want to do it. Yeah. That's, I mean, you get a coffee on a corner every day. Yeah. That shit adds up, but you really want a coffee. Like, okay, you can really podcast. Just picture it like yeah. a coffee. Exactly. Well, yeah. And if that's what I'm all about is if something speaks to you, make a decision, take action on it. If you don't know how to do it, call, ask people, ask questions, do your research and just fucking do it. YouTube. Jesus. YouTube, like, right? We have so- <laughs> I, if I'm stuck on anything in life, yeah. I YouTube it. It's yeah. Uh, but when it. COVID had hit, <laughs> yes, I had hired someone, my friend, Sam Hobson, Okay. who owns her own media company now. And uh, she had helped me put this together, like my oh. branding. Uh, really? Yeah. And it was weird. I was like, I don't really want to be a brand on social media. Yeah. I don't want to, my colors, like what the fuck are my colors? What do you mean? <laughs> my fonts? I don't want fonts. But that was the, like the smallest portion of the whole thing. It was like really just to figure out how people are going to see me continually through Instagram and know it's me, right? Mm-hmm. So that was probably the imaging that I had the biggest issue with. But when it came down to podcasts, I just put the, 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 the headphones on, the mics on, and I'm loving it. Yeah. I feel like I could just say whatever. Yeah. Um, and hopefully people are resonating with the words I'm trying to say. But yeah. with the narrative behind living for longevity to give people backstory, um, I've, I've been in this like fitness industry i shouldn't say i'm in the industry because i don't sell anything um (laughs) but like the fitness world since i was 15 16 years old i started wrestling in high school and really understood that exercise plays a lot with body composition Mm -hmm. and uh now understanding brain stimulus uh and then after high school i got into just just working out and to to me it was just the eccentric concentric movements benching chest press shoulder press squats yada 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 yeah and I'm like, okay, cool. This is, I like this feeling. I like being at the gym. I would skip class to go to the gym sometimes. It was just like my getaway. Yeah. Um, but then food came into play and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now I'm starting to weigh out my food and I'm making shakes. I'm eating almonds instead of Pringles, whatever it may be. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's also where my just life has taken me into this food life mm-hmm. and exercise. So I kind of stuck with it. 
went to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska for college after high school. Um, don't ask me why. I don't I know. I didn't even know that. Yeah, oh, okay. I was there for two years, <laughs> and it was uh, like I love the people that I met and gained yeah. there. I learned a lot. I learned how to take care of myself, the laundry, the clothes, the uh, the groceries, cleaning up after myself, cooking for myself, yeah. working, then going to school. Like I loved it because it was very independent. Mm. Um, and I didn't have any bills, which was awesome because my grandpa let me live in his duplex. Oh, nice. Yeah. So no bills. Sweet. He helped me pay for college. I go over, help him clean, <laughs> cook him food once in a while. I fair trade. Totally. But I worked at a place called Lincoln Racket Club, and that's where I kind of fell in love with bodybuilding. I knew a couple dudes, and they were just into bodybuilding, and I was like, ooh, I want to do this. This yeah. looks cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to take any steroids. I don't want to do – I don't want to get – I don't want to do drugs to to get to this peak. And naively thinking, like, you can get that big without drugs is – that's where my mind was at. Ooh. Like, Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, Lee Haney, all these – Arnold Schwarzenegger, all of them took drugs. And it's okay – but that's part of the sport. Yeah. Um, so during this time, I cracked down. You know, I hired a coach to take me through bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. 20 wing, 21 weeks of dieting sucked. Shut up. It that was rough. Yeah. Yeah, but it was very nutrient deficient. Um, and yeah. so what I mean by that, people, you know, they talk about like, oh, the diet, chicken, broccoli, or a chicken breast, broccoli, rice, brown rice, sweet potato. Like that's boring. Today, I love cooking for flavor, herbs, um, yeah. just real cooking mm -hmm. and good fatty meat. Like We can get into that later. But anyway, <laughs> that was pretty generic. It was just the rice, chicken, and broccoli. Rice, chicken, and broccoli. Yeah. I started getting sick and didn't understand why. But anyways, competed. And that was when I got into uh, steroids. Mm -hmm. And I, I talk about this in through uh, one of my podcasts on living for longevity, but uh, there was, yeah, there was a lot of moments that I experienced while taking steroids for almost five years that kind of, uh, showed me some true colors that I was going through. And then, yeah, um, I don't know what else to like, there's so much right. that I don't know where to nail down a narrative mm -hmm. for individuals. But the reason I started the podcast was to create a following around health and wellness yeah. to, to ruffle feathers within this whole food dynamic and what i guess i mean by that is i hate fast food mm -hmm. i hate what it represents because it's cheap ingredients fed to individuals that don't know what are in what's in it mm -hmm. um as well as exercise i think exercise plays a major role in our biology um that has helped me with anxiety and i'm not really an anxiety ridden person mm. But getting older now, I've understood that the exercise, ha exercise has played that role of mm. the anxiety damper. Um, yeah. So if I don't exercise, I definitely can start feeling anxiety. Oh, but I, I try to be conscious of it. I try yeah. to be conscious of that feeling that's creeping up my spine when someone cuts me off in traffic. Usually yeah. I don't yeah. care, but now it's, it's, you know, if I don't get that exercise, yeah. it's a different person. Right. So exercise yeah. food um and then after that it comes down to just understanding your body everyone's different so not everything is going to work for one person as it did the other mm -hmm. uh you know agriculture how that plays mm -hmm. a major role into our ecosystem and what it does to us ultimately industries our capitalist country right mm -hmm. how people take advantage of the agriculture yeah. um like we were talking about the earlier the book omnivore's dilemma 
by Michael Pollan, he really does follow the food chain system mm-hmm. and what he finds in through um, factory farming. It's rough. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think I've ever – so I do eat meat. Okay. But it is grass-fed or pasture-raised ethical. I want to make sure that cow – the only bad day is one day, right? Mm-hmm. But I want them to live a good life. I want them to graze grass. I don't want them to stay in a pin and eat corn – a pin and eat corn. Mm-hmm. That's not what – one, that's not what we've always fed to animals is corn. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cheap food for our animals and you're ultimately cheating eating cheap meat so mm-hmm. i haven't eaten meat from a supermarket and i don't know how long i get my meat from butcher box what yeah. maybe i need to do that there's okay. a waiting list so you're going to hop on that one really <laughs> yeah once covid hit waiting list because no people didn't way. know people started getting sick at meat plants oh wow so i'm sure that scared quite a bit of people of where do they get their meat source so. okay yeah because i just buy mine from sprouts like the organic chicken and mm-hmm. like well, yeah, and it's coming down to that where you go like, oh, is it really organic? Well, yeah. in Book of Omnivore's Dilemma, there's a lot of companies that just slap organic on it because they can. Like, That's just lovely. Thanks, Jake. You know, now I'm having a – I'm worried. This is smidgy, <laughs> so I need to I, get on we, this yeah. waiting list. If we talk about food, I will ruin 98% of people's diets let's do or that. like general food consumption. And yeah. we don't, I don't want to do that for let's individuals. Do, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I want to be creative with this whole podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, that's kind of like my foundation is my exercise yeah. and what I consume ultimately plays out the rest of the growth that I want to yeah. do. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh my heck. What do you feel like, okay, so what was that moment that like hit you? You're like, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, do you remember that day where you're like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Was there some, like a thought or something that like. Yeah, it was just, so it's a compilation. I don't even know if that's a word, but of all these thoughts. You just can make it up. Yeah, I'm down to make up my own words on this. Me too. Seriously. Right. (laughs) Uh, Seeing my grandparents, I think we should start with my sister first. Um, My sister has now been, um, she's has been gone for eight years of my life. Lost her when we were 20. She was a um, juvenile diabetic. We were originally from California. We moved here when I was five. So I think that was 98. Okay. And she was seven years older than I was. So she was around a teenager, good to be a teenager around that time. And she had started middle school in Utah. Um, Getting older, um, just seeing her battle diabetes was the first, you know, she's low blood sugar, she mm-hmm. makes her really weird. It's really weird to see someone on low blood sugar. Um, you don't really know how close they are to death. Um, and so that was kind of another, you know, pivotal moment. Like, what is this? I need to understand what diabetes is, mm-hmm. um, and how to treat my body with respect of not getting diabetes. But when I was younger, I didn't understand that concept. Right. Yeah. Uh, but she added a lot to her life. I think yeah. um, when I got older and we were becoming a bit closer, she had told me her first drug wasn't weed. It was cocaine. Oh, wow. At the age of 14. So she was a drug addict mm-hmm. um, from when she was 14 to, you know, 
over I think she passed away. She was 28. Oh, wow. When she passed away. So I'm her age. I just turned 28. So I was her age when she passed away, which blows my mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she she did a lot of things to her body to kind of make it end quickly. And it's mm. sad to say that now, what I was telling you earlier. It's, it's unfortunate for her, but fortunate for me. Reason being is I learned a lot from my sister, um, not verbally, but from seeing visually what was happening to her life. And... Mm. If I could tell her now, I'd be like, damn, you helped me out so much. You have no idea what type of shit I'm doing today and what I want to help individuals with because of the shit that I saw she was going through and what she did to herself. Yeah. So, you know, going to those AA meetings when you're 10, yeah. like you don't understand, yes. you don't fathom what a drug addict is. Yeah. Uh, you would just hear the weirdest shit in those rooms where they can would kind of confess on why they like to do drugs um yeah. it was it was depressing to see my sister go through that i mean i didn't know what to, it wasn't depressing to me i just didn't really know what to think yeah you were so young yeah, yeah. again you don't fathom what a drug addict is mm-hmm. um you just see the chaos it's causing and you resent mm-hmm. drugs or you resent your sibling your mother father whoever is doing drugs in your family you resent mm-hmm. them because they're creating chaos but there's chaos in their head. Mm-hmm. And so getting older, you know, I don't blame my sister. I blame, I shouldn't say I blame anything. I just yeah. want to accept that she didn't know what she was doing mm-hmm. ultimately, right? She didn't know she was going to die at 28, Yeah. right? Um, but also going in through my grandparents, I experienced, so after my sister's death, I experienced another three deaths in my family, which were my grandparents. And mm. one had dementia, one that I loved dearly was my grandpa that I lived with in Nebraska, wow. who had really self-inflicted after mm. his wife had died into, you know, laying in bed, atrophy in his body, eating what he didn't, you know, he knew wasn't good. Uh, and I want to, yeah, he, it was really sad the way he went out. I, I'm, mm. I wish I could like, could have been there for him, been that light a little bit, but he was going to do reg- what he wanted to do regardless. Right. Smoke cigarettes, eat a full sleeve of Oreos every day, not get up. Like that was his choice. So mm-hmm. I have to live with that. Yeah. And accept it. Yeah. Then it was my um, other grandfather who was a straight Italian, just there cognitively to up till 95, but he tripped yeah. and broke his hip. Mm-hmm. The surgery, obviously, um, so they decided to do surgery, yeah. which I, you know, I'm there, um, 22 or 23 at this point, and okay. I just disagree with the surgery, but yeah. he's not my dad. I don't know what to do. Right. So they decided to do surgery at 95 years old. Well, no one's going to really recover from surgery Ooh. at the age of 95, especially right. hip surgery. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, he did pass, not in the surgery room, but shortly after his surgery, just couldn't recover correctly. Like your veins, your blood vessels, everything that has to line up again. Like it's just, it's not there. Right, right. But he was there cognitively. He he was Italian. He loved his olive oil. You know, he collected his bacon fat. He cooked everything from scratch. I loved it. Uh, but what had I what I had seen is his muscles atrophy because of sitting all day. When you're retired, you, know, you just want to relax and everything. You want to go to work, which I completely understand because yeah. um, they worked hard back in those days. He was a mechanic. You know, it's not easy, especially when you're just 12, 13 hours busting ass and 
people don't realize these meat suits that we wear, uh, they carry us. So the more that we take care of them, the better they're going to carry us. The less Mm -hmm. we take care of them, the shittier they're going to treat us. Mm -hmm. So um, for him, it was the atrophy of his muscles and not moving around. And so now I think back, I'm like, well, what if I were to go do, you know, some exercises, Mm -hmm. some hip opening exercises and yada, yada, yada. So this is kind of like the culmination of why I wanted to start a podcast. I've seen these things that had played a major role in Mm -hmm. health in all aspects, spiritual, physical, mental. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted to start it. That's why I was like, fuck, I need to do something for individuals because one, I don't see a lot of people doing it. I mean, there's, there's great people sharing the same advice that I am, but everyone's experience is different. And if my experience can show someone a different route, other, you know, not everyone's going to click with the same experience or what other, you know, resonates with another individual and that's fine. But if I can get that one person and I don't know if I did accomplished, hell yeah, it gets me so excited to picture someone taking something that I just recently said and changing their whole perspective. Oh yeah. That's it's amazing. It is. It really is amazing. Yeah. Well, like, thank you. Like, I want to acknowledge you for showing up and doing your own podcast and even being here today because I feel like there's always something behind why we do something big Mm. like this. And you don't realize that. I think as listeners, like for me, when I listen to a podcast, like now, obviously, I'm like, okay, what's behind why they started this? Mm -hmm. There's something there that they had gone through that really, like, drove them to do this, you know? So, like, when you walked in today, I'm like, okay, what like there's something behind this? It was here. right off the bat. Right off the bat. Tell, tell me everything <laughs> in the last ten years. Well, I didn't exactly me, say it that way. <laughs> let me go back twenty. <laughs> like, but it's so inspiring to me. Thank you. You know, and who you are, like as a man, like you're making a difference for people based off of what you've been through. You're taking that, and you're like, okay, I want to help people. Mm, yeah, and that, to, to your point, I want to show up for men on this one. Um, yeah. And I want to explain something really, uh, really quick on masculine and feminine. Ooh, yes. I recently heard something. Okay. Masculine is energetic, okay. electric. Okay. What that means is you you want to go do shit. You want to get shit done. Mm-hmm. You want to feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you want to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Feminine is magnetic. Mm. That's where I want to show up for men is if they can tap into their feminine side. Ooh. Oh my God, their life, that masculinity, you know, when it gets to a certain point, it's, it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Dip back into that feminine side and really show up for yourself. Really dive into what makes you want to cry. Mm-hmm. Because growing up, yeah, I had a dad. It took me camping, really showed me the ropes. I love my dad. And mm-hmm. for the visualization of my the women that are around me, they were always crying. I'm like, why the fuck are they always crying? <laughs> so I'm like, what is what is this? Well, it's like they're a woman. I'm like, no, that can't be <laughs> as simple as just they're a woman. Right? Yeah. That's... To me, yeah. it's just a trait that I think both individuals should share equally. Absolutely. There's plenty of women that are go-getters, CEOs, badasses. Oh yeah, right. That's a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of masculine men get really turned off by another 
mm-hmm. you know, a woman's masculinity. But mm-hmm. to me, whew, <laughs> whew, you're doing shit on your own. Like this, you're independent. You're doing this because you have that idea and yeah. you want to take that creativity to there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing sexier. There's nothing sexier. So men, like that is yeah. such when, uh no yeah mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to get into and but to yes. your extent like women mm. appreciate some women sh- appreciate the feminine mm. side and men yeah because you're not just some jackass with a stick up your ass that just wants to be macho drink a beer go to work call it good not share your feelings like yeah. that's bull- bullshit yep that's brules and what i mean by brules it's bullshit rules that we live by mm. It's uh, an environment that you maybe grew up in. I mean, there's there's feminine dudes all around, right? Yeah. There's there's uh, you know individuals that have grown up with a single mother that they might have a little bit more uh, feminine side. Ryan Bruin, your brother, yeah. I always notice he might have a little bit more of a feminine side to yeah. him, and that I understand that now. Like, yeah. oh no, he's yeah. just he just has that connection yeah. to the feminine side growing up in a household full you know three women yes so he got plenty of it oh he sure did. <laughs> but he has that magnetic energy as well yeah. so or the masculine energy so mm-hmm. that's kind of what i really wanted to show up for men on this side is being vulnerable with your femininity and masculinity understanding yeah. what those mean one yeah. when when you're in a masculine state and when you're in a feminine state Ooh, and yeah. when you want to be in a feminine state or no states psychedelics Mm. yeah yeah that's a whole other podcast but yes (laughs) (laughs) um, the vulnerability okay we can get into that a little bit more yes um we had recently spoke just when you're vulnerable with someone and they're accepting of it Mm -hmm. makes you feel good yeah so set a boundary Mm -hmm. because being vulnerable allows someone to to look inside what you're going through uh, without judgment mm-hmm. and it feels good when they accept it yeah but being vulnerable all the time to feel good i mean let me put this in a different way as far as being vulnerable all the time isn't good all the time you mm-hmm. can't like that feel good mm-hmm. is a serotonin that feels good when someone else accepts me for who i am so i'm just gonna be mm-hmm. vulnerable all the time i'm gonna go on instagram and talk about all this shit right no yeah. mm-hmm. be vulnerable when you need to be vulnerable don't be vulnerable all the time mm-hmm. like there's something to be said for that and mm-hmm. i yeah. think that's what i kind of wanted to convey within that vulnerability line mm-hmm. is it's okay to be vulnerable um when you're feeling it yeah. but don't do it just because it, someone um gives you attention for it mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that's my my stint on vulnerability no i love that and I think it's like I've mentioned before on, you know, my podcast that like it's attractive like mm. for a or a man or woman to be vulnerable and to show that side and I think more people are getting in touch with that mm-hmm. which is so cool. It's a great awakening. It oh, oh, oh yes, <sighs> it sure is. But yeah, like you said like there's a time and a place for sure. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be vulnerable all the time. Yeah. But it's yeah, like even with dating, like I love when a man can just be vulnerable with me. Because well, it's uncomfortable when they're always masculine. Yeah. it's They're not genuine. They're not yeah. authentic. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be what that woman – it's hard to say. He 
who is that masculinity, mm-hmm. if they're on a date, they're trying to be the man, mm-hmm. or they think they need to be the man. And yeah. thinking fucks with a lot of our issues. Yeah. We, we suffer from thinking too oh, much. Oh, God, yes. So allowing just for it to come in, that's sexy, right? As mm-hmm. we discussed. Right. And it's natural. Mm-hmm. It feels genuine and authentic. Mm-hmm. So that's where I can see we're going to date. It's just attractive mm-hmm. because it really is. It's not – you're being your true self. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, and I think that's amazing. wanted to share a health tip with you guys. As you know, I am huge into doTERRA's essential oils and all the products that they offer. Something I love and implement into my everyday life is doTERRA's lifelong vitality pack, their supplements. And it's almost like you're taking this first step on the path toward a lifetime of vitality and wellness, and it's convenient and affordable. So as you know, as we're learning here in this episode, our lifelong health and vitality depend on many factors, which include your diet, your physical activity, weight management, rest, stress, exposure to toxins, and much more. So some of these variables are beyond our complete control, as you know, but there are breakthrough scientific research that is revealing many ways that we can influence and even control significant factors of aging and wellness. So a healthy aging begins with providing your cells with essential nutrients and metabolic factors to help them perform optimally. So you guys, I encourage you to take a look at these these supplements. You can just go to my link tree. It's gonna be in the description of this podcast or head on over to my Instagram or Facebook and click on the link tree. In there, there will be a tab that says Lifelong Vitality Pack. Click on it and check it out. And you even have a chance to get, you know, save 20% off of these uh, supplements. So go check them out. So yeah, let's like start talking about, you know, taking care of our bodies. Yes. Let's do it. I love it. Um, it. It's something I love to do. Mm -hmm. And granted it's, I'm not perfect with it. I have my, everyone has their flaws. Yeah. Right. I just had a caffeine and caffeine affects your (laughs) adrenal glands. Like, but I took a hike this morning and I'm tired a little bit, but I wanted to show up for your podcast. Like, damn, a caffeine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but I mean, as far as taking care of your body, being conscious with it, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like foods, let's, let's start with whole foods. You can't stop laughing. <laughs> okay. Um, foods, yes. let's get into it. Foods. We, we already touched on like, why don't you're kicking everything that's going on over there. <laughs> Just getting adjusted. Um, but we kind of already touched like I don't eat fast food fast food if you were to get an ingredients list that has more than 15 ingredients or more than 5 ingredients honestly like what are you eating Mm. if you can't start pronouncing the words that are on it you probably shouldn't be eating it yeah Yeah. it's it doesn't uh, citric acid there's uh, I I just mind blank on a ton of maltodextrin high fructose corn syrup there's just that's just three right and there's you know there's some ingredients that are up to 33 ingredients mm. there's 33 ingredients in your chicken nugget yeah so anyone eating chicken nuggets still there's 31 ingredients and i probably just ruined it for you 
I, don't I hope them. I did. I don't eat them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you are but like, if, I hope you just stop eating them because yeah, McDonald's and this is specific to McDonald's chicken nuggets. There's 33 ingredients, and some of those ingredients are fossil fuels. So oh dear. Yeah. That's so like, why, why not question everything else, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So to not get too far into diet, mm-hmm. I don't believe in a diet. I believe in just regular food. Yeah. And what our Neolithic ancestors ate. What I mean by that, cool. We have ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Go figure out where your ancestors came from. Look at the food source that they used to eat. What mm-hmm. What was local? What could they eat? Yeah. You know, if they're up in the highlands in Switzerland, they're most likely having goat mm-hmm. and a few veggies. But as far as fish, I mean, unless they were close to a river that had fish or uh, the lake that had fish, you didn't eat fish. You had goat. Oh. Uh, or you go into the lowlands of Africa. There's these birds. You probably most likely had bird or – I mean, yeah. I don't know all the food sources around through like the – Right. The blue zone areas or what mm-hmm. they're coined on as far as like the longevity of individuals. Okay. Um, but really understanding potentially what our ancestors ate because our mm-hmm. ancestors didn't go inside a grocery store and grab a fucking gogurt and sucking it <laughs> down. Like they didn't understand what that was. Yeah. If you were to show your grandmother what a gogurt was, yes. what would What's they be? This? Yeah. What's this? That's where you should be like, mm, I probably shouldn't Ooh, eat this. Ooh, I never thought about that. Yeah, if never your grandfather that. or grandmother or yeah. great-grandfather or great-grandmother mm-hmm. doesn't recognize a food on in any term, like, you probably shouldn't be eating it, uh, one. Yeah. Uh, so particularly how I shop, and I have an ebook for- You do? Yeah, I have a recipes, recipes ebook. No way. Yeah, I did this whole through COVID, too. I was really bored. Oh, <laughs> But good for you, though, like I actually doing something. It was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed doing it because it's something that I do every day. I make a shake or I have some – I just have some eggs or some – I'm probably the most diverse omnivore oh. because I'm conscious of what I eat. I'm conscious of how many – how much meat I've eaten in the week. Uh, yep. If I work out and I notice that I'm just feeling a little lethargic, all right, cool. Yep. Let's go get some nice or, you know, let's bust some red meat out of the freezer that red meat gives me so much nitrogen, B12. I just feel so energetic, energetic right after it. And you know, that's really kind of just coming down to understanding what you're putting in your body and how you feel when you put something in your body. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting 10 different, 15 different products in your body and you have a headache and you're a little bit depressed, and you have anxiety, you don't know what's causing that, mm-hmm. one. And it, you think it's external, one. You think it's some something, someone something someone said to you or didn't say to you you start playing with your mind yeah and so if you really understand what you're putting in your body it give you level up on understanding your psychology Mm. uh so i eat twice a day and that's it that's it people ask me but yeah they look at me so weird but i'm more on carbs or either sourdough bread or purple potatoes beans nuts Wow. It's mostly fat-derived or meat from an animal product. Um, I don't eat a lot of carbs per se, but mm-hmm. that's when we get into like the vegetarian, the veganism, the mm-hmm. carnivore. It, it's I break it down to, cool, how do you feel after you've just eaten something? Do the elimination of process to mm-hmm. me. So yeah. write down what you ate. Like I know a lot of people have struggled with that, and they probably sh- – 
they're told by a lot of psychologists that they should probably shouldn't pay attention a lot to what they eat because they obsess over it. I completely agree with that because that in itself is unhealthy. That's not healthy to pay attention to what you're eating all day. But yeah. to pay attention to how you feel after you've eaten mm-hmm. something, that's yeah. a learning process and it takes time. Oh, for sure. I've been doing it for 10 years. I still don't have it figured out. There's things yeah. I'll come across where I'm constipated. I'm like, all right, what did I eat? <laughs> what did I eat? Let's figure it out. Ooh. Why am I, am I not getting enough uh, probiotics? So I'm going to go buy some kimchi or some sauerkraut, start flopping that shit on there. I'm really trying to nail, like, eliminate supplements yeah. from my uh, cons- consumption of the day. Mm. Other than omega-3s, vitamin D, and I take a – it's called a magnesium biglycinate. Mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about dra- dropping the magnesium biglycinate and really understanding what foods carry that the majority of. So yeah. uh, as far as omega-3s, yes, I do – I want to take omega-3s or eat more fish, but I'm not a big fan of fish. Mm. And I want to enjoy my food. Fish yeah. is not enjoyable to me. Yeah. It's really just like, all right, cool, omega threes, omega threes. Let's choke it down. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. No. Um, yeah. But it has played such a major role in how I think, as far as my cognition, um, my thinking process, my behaviors. Uh, like I said, I competed for the bodybuilding show in twenty-one weeks. I was an asshole. My, my parents yeah. did not like me. Yeah. I was always hungry. I was nutrient deficient. So yeah. when you understand nutrient deficiency of your own, oh, yeah. you really am like, oh, I'm an irritable bitch sometimes. <laughs> or yeah. I was really short with my mom or I was really short with the person on the road. Uh, you can really call yourself out on a lot of those things when you understand what you're putting in your body. Um, mm. yeah, and then it, it comes down to physical, yeah. uh, getting exercise and for anyone that kind of really knows me, then they would say that Jake doesn't really have anxiety. Well, I do. It's just we all have anxiety. There's mm-hmm. just different symptoms of it. So I take yeah. care of it by being in nature and exercising. Yeah. Uh, finding joy in what I'm doing in the present moment really helps me take care of that. So with, you know, uh, exercising, I love hiking. Mm, I told you I went on a hike this morning, yes. got up at 430, Dang. kicked some ass. Uh, so cool. It, it's so it's so refreshing, though, to yeah. – I was sweating. It was buck. Uh, <laughs> we, we peaked Granger be- uh, Peak. And people were running up that, which blew me away. No way. Yeah. But I had my, like, my backpack and my dogs, so I'm making an excuse, but those people are running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that oh in itself, God. it's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to get up at 430. That's why I like it. It's hard to hike a mountain. That's why I like it. Yeah. If you do more hard things – I swear to God, your anxiety, like you're not going to have the energy to give a fuck what anyone tells yeah. you or talks to you about yeah. that m- most likely would trigger you later on. Mm-hmm. I don't get triggered that often unless, you know, it's a childhood thing, but I mean, I'm really trying to yeah. be conscious of those. Yeah. Uh, so on the physical exercise, um, bodybuilding serve its purpose, but mm-hmm. I don't like to go in and get a pump anymore. It's not about the concentric and eccentric movements for me anymore. It's about being as strong as possible and healthy as possible. Mm, yeah. And when you're when you're creating that load, whether you're squatting all the time or your leg press, you're benching or your shoulder press, and you're just doing those concentric and eccentric movements, that's a lot of stress in that particular area. So I switched to kettlebells. Um, oh, okay. And I love kettlebells. They're yeah. so unconventional, but they get your heart racing because literally every it's, it reminds me of wrestling. And if anyone understands wrestling, 
one minute on the mat, you're fucked. So mm-hmm. all that training that you did and running drills yeah. is hard. But what's brutal is being on the mat with someone for more than two minutes because your really? your your lungs and your heart are pounding. One, you're trying to win. Two, yeah. you're tr- not you're trying not to get pinned. Three, you're using every muscle in your body. So wow. when you use, you know, your muscles are working, taking up oxygen. You have to have more oxygen when you get done. So you, that was probably the best shape of my life. Um, wow. And I, I feel like I'm in a good shape now. But as far as cardiovascular, I could run forever and not feel tired. But yeah. So it, I appreciate wrestling in that aspect. But again, like I told you, I'm not aggressive. So I always lost. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Didn't really care. I'm like, all right, yeah. whatever. I'll still roll with people. Still, but. yeah. Yeah. That's cool. The physical side of it, taking yeah. away the or the hard hike, the hard wrestling, the hard workout, it is, it is growth. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to get mad at someone or resent someone when you're tired mm-hmm. of wrestling or you're tired from working out or you're tired from a hike. You just mm-hmm. don't give two shits. Right. Why? You don't – Why? Why upset yourself? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So, um, and then on cool. a spiritual side, that's, Ooh. we can get deep on this one. And I know yes. this is where I like ruffling feathers. Yes. I love it. Let's do it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so with my upbringing, mm. my mom was religious. Okay. My mom, my dad wasn't. Mm. Um, he never really voiced his opinion on what I thought what he thinks I should do. So I appreciate him in that aspect of not pushing anything on me. Right. Um, my mom, again, a little naive to culture. Mm. So I don't blame her for that. That's fine. Um, she's just doing what her mom did to her and my mom, my grandma's mom did to her. So well, of course, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the spiritual side, I grew and it's kind of ties back to my, my psychedelic experience. Ooh. Um, like I said earlier in through our conversation before we started recording is I struggled in through, through school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember kindergarten. I remember them setting me aside. It was a parent-teacher conference. I was playing with some bricks or whatever. And my parents were just chatting with the teacher, and it was weird. I just felt some vibe. Like my life was about to change. And I was five or six, whatever, mm-hmm. how old I was. I just knew my life was going to change. Yeah. And sure enough, I remember being pulled from regular class, going into another class, mm-hmm. uh, ever since I graduated high school Mm. and it made me believe that I wasn't, that yeah, that I was stupid, Mm -hmm. that I didn't know how to learn, that I didn't think I had some amazing brain, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that I was different, which we all are, which I understand now. I love, I love my indifferent. Absolutely. Um, but that carried, I remember being in through college and I had to take an assessment test to pass this whole math test. I hated math. I loved math, but I hated it because I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I was just intrigued by it. Yeah. But I remember crying when I failed this test and I studied for it. I studied for it. I went and got tutored. I got tutored by the teacher the whole semester. I still failed, but I only failed by a couple of points, but that's mm-hmm. math. Like you have to get the exact answer. Uh, yeah. So, okay. I mean, that's what it was. But I remember crying and banging my head with my hands, just like, you're fucking stupid. You're worthless. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Just that negative talk to yourself yeah. really gets you down. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. coming into the psychedelic experience 10 or 
eight years later, or I'm sorry, yeah, like eight, six to eight years later. Yeah. I'm up on a mountain. Um, recently, I had just taken some with my buddy who told me just to go into it with happy thoughts. And that's what it was. It was happy thoughts, but it meant more to me what I was feeling. I was feeling literal love. Um, yeah. And there's something to be said for, there's um, a book, New Earth by Eckhart oh. Tolle. Okay. I'm sorry, Eckhart Tolle, but I don't know if it's Tolle. I don't know. Um, he's he's somewhat of a spiritual teacher. He's a psychologist, but he's an ego psychologist. He's the dissolution of ego, right? Okay, yeah. Um, really helped me. Similar that is said in the Bible when Jesus comes across the flower and the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Well, up on that mountain, this is before I realized that and read those books, but I was staring at a flower mm-hmm. for probably about 15 minutes. Just really looking at the lines, the color. It had rained the night before, so I was looking to the the raindrops. And mm-hmm. there's people passing me. I didn't care. Yeah. I was just zoned in this flower, and I started crying. Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand why I was crying. I didn't really, really try to pick it apart and really understand the intention behind this flower. But it was just yeah. true beauty. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like everything about this was perfect. Yeah. Um, if there was a thing, right? So I remember also sitting up on the the hill, uh, and I started crying. Because I started thinking about being a resource mm-hmm. and what had individuals had told me that I needed to do to graduate high school and yada, 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 and my learning disability. Oof. It all shattered. It didn't make any sense to have that belief about myself anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like it evened the playing fields. Oh, I really just made all that shit up in my head. Totally. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Holy and shit. I remember coming down uh, off this trip and seeing individuals hike up, and I would grab their hand and yank them up, help them up, and I felt just true love, mm-hmm. not some just, well, yeah, I love you. No, it was just so divine, mm-hmm. and that was the, the moment. I'm like, this, there is something greater than us. There's, mm-hmm. there, there are 100%-isms for individuals that are, um, you know, that is that biblical God. That's fine, but mm-hmm. I believe in a God as far as, like, creation yeah is god we Mm co-create that's the most beautiful thing Mm -hmm. we're creating a podcast right now that we co-create with things yeah so my god and my spiritual foundation is higher than any religion because religion isn't just in a book it's in nature it's in our behaviors with one another it's in our innate nature yeah. To to coexist, to co-create with our creation. Mm. So I really understand that as my foundation. Yeah. Um, and you know, like when it comes down to the so this the school I went to in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. I would say I was, you know, a Christian, believed in the biblical side before I went to the school and yeah. God was a creator with two arms and two legs and a head for me. This was a religious school. It was a Seventh-day Adventist school. And to, <laughs> I took her at this one class I took. It's called Christian Beliefs. Like, okay, cool. All right. Learn about some shit. Right. <laughs> uh, it broke it apart for me. Ooh. It uh, dismantled this whole one book, one theory, one way. Uh, type of thing reason being is he was talking about the history of it and i'm a huge believer in history yeah one uh and understanding 
what things meant in different times. Mm -hmm. And this book has gone through so many generations, Mm -hmm. through thousands of years of text, through translation, through Mm -hmm. new books, through things being pulled out, put in, adopted, Mm -hmm. not adopted. Like, I just don't want to take it for someone. I don't want to take it the way someone is going to give it to me. Right. I think you should, if if you if you do want to go that route of you know believing in in the Bible, God such as that, yeah, then do it for yourself. Define Absolutely. literally everything in that book for yourself. Don't ask mm-hmm. a goddamn opinion of what anyone else thinks. That's Ooh. not that is that is that is yeah. stupid because there's there's so many you can't translate there's just so many things you don't understand out of that book yeah but people come together and like oh yeah can we all agree on this like no yeah it means you <laughs> this could mean completely something yeah. different but no one's gonna speak up because then you're gonna be the outcast exactly yep so there's my whole so true physical mental spiritual stimulation no and i love it holy crap that's my foundation of yeah my well-being yeah no, I, I'm like just in awe. I'm learning so much from you just listening to you. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, yes. just with everything, like with health and wellness, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like I thought I was a healthy eater because like, I'm pretty healthy with things, yeah. you know. But yeah. you're teaching me a thing or two. Mm, and then even, even too, like I wanted to touch on like go back a little bit to <clears throat> real quick as far as growing up mm. and being, you know, brought into that you're not smart enough, you're not good enough. And those stories you made up based off of what class you were put in, mm-hmm. I experienced the same thing growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, up until graduating high school. Yeah. yeah. And it's been this unraveling of the stories that I had told myself. And then there's a moment, like you had said, when you were doing the psychedelics, you were up in the mountains looking at the flower, there's a moment where you're like, oh my God, this is not true. I just made this fucking shit up. <laughs> And I had the same moment, right? Like, this is all made up bullshit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'll still sometimes have things like when I'm trying to complete something or something, you know, there's something I'm up to that's going to create massive results or make an impact on people, my stories will creep in. But then I have to start unraveling it or call like a coach or a friend who does the same work. And I'm like, okay, this is what's showing up for me. Then it always unravels to that. And so there's parts of that where I have to keep working at it. You know what I mean? Because it's undoing shit for fucking what, 20 plus years? Like, so it's a process. It is a process, you know? And I think we should be grateful for it. Yeah. Because like I said, it's, it is, it is, it, it is, is the great awakening as Eckhart Tolle would put it. Mm. And it never ends. Yeah. Like growth never ends. You never stop learning. And when I hear older 70 year olds Mm -hmm. say like well you're young you can still learn fuck you (laughs) you can learn yeah you choose not to yeah that's what it comes down to you think you're you're scared you're fearful and you don't want to yeah those are three things that are just going to keep you from learning and then you're going to be the bigoted or old person no one wants to be around because you just think this world is one way and that's your way yeah that's rough to think that i don't want to go through that Oh, hell no. I never want to re- technically retire. Exactly. I, I just, I would love, this is, my, this is my dream. I don't care if I'm like 85 when I get it. Yeah. But I want to get a, uh, what's the degrees called when you mm. never go through school, but they just give you a degree because you're oh. so knowledgeable about it? I don't know. Fuck. What is it's, it called? Uh, 
some type of degree. Oh, <laughs> there's such a cool technical term for it. Ooh, okay. But yeah, it's it's just a degree because yeah, like so for schools that might recognize someone in a in a particular area, let's just say it's nutrition, and they've never gone to school, but they are just so involved in reading this book, that book, basically reading the books that they teach in college. Yeah. Um, and getting that degree, they just give you a degree because you know so much about it, and they're mm-hmm. going to pay you to lecture on it, even though you've never gone through school. So I would Ooh. love to do that. I would love yeah. to have that honor to give my finger to the whole school system and just give them the bird i didn't need it yeah i didn't need to go to college to do this i think that's like my life yes getting that no honorary degree just came to me (gasps) oh okay yes it's called an honorary degree okay that would be cool yeah um that would be cool that's yeah it's it's exciting yeah it is i never want to stop never want to stop never i know yep same here and it's yeah i think people think too like in this growth process there's like you know the saying like there's the wait till you reach the top of the mountain and then you're there yeah. it's the same with growth it's never it's you're never, never going to stop nope if you go to this training if you read this book if you have this coach for six months if no 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 it's just an ongoing fucking process well so cool let's go back to your coach right okay. and mm-hmm. this is my realm of why i want to get into coaching yeah Let's go. Um, you had mentioned something as far as not feeling qualified, mm-hmm. and I'm still. Uh, so what is coming up for me trying to coach is my old ways getting in front of me. Like yeah. Jake, well, who the fuck do you think you are to coach someone? Exactly. Hmm. Well, it wouldn't be one how to buy a house because I'm still in the process. Two, it's not going to be a relationship because one, I've never really technically had a, a long-standing relationship, yeah. so it's not going to be about that. But it's going to be about creativity with your own body yeah. uh it's going to be about questioning your own beliefs mm. it's going to be about having a better connection with yourself mm. than anyone else because you can't have a better connection with anyone else or you can't have that connection with someone else unless you understand yourself first. absolutely yeah so true so that's what I want to be a coach for individuals around yeah. and the coaches that are helping me mm-hmm. are helping me with those other endeavors of yeah. business yeah. or, you know, how to buy a home. And it's not like technically on how to buy a home, but yeah. they're helping me. Yeah. They don't know what I know as far as, you know, the whole foods and that goes. Yeah. So, you know, not every, I think everyone can be a coach in their own way. Not everyone, but mm-hmm. if you have some passion or drive, to help individuals in a certain way. There's a way to do it. Just nail down that way mm-hmm. and start it. Absolutely. I have individuals that are uh, very financially aware and uh, conscious of their their spending, conscious of their wealth um, to the point where they're in institutions that, you know, like they're nine to five, 10 to six, you know, whatever, working their hours. Mm-hmm. They're not fulfilled. Yeah. Like you could be if you taught this because mm-hmm. not everyone thinks what you think. Like you, this whole financial thing is easy to you. It's not easy for everyone. Mm-hmm. No, it's probably, I'd probably say it's more complicated than anything. Yeah. Uh, so I want to encourage my friends that are in that realm of yeah. expanding on their own ideas. And that's what I want to do for others. If mm-hmm. I can help you find that niche or help you in any way. Yeah. Goal accomplished. Mm-hmm. It gets me so excited. Absolutely. To see someone's spark their own creativity and doing something so passionately that they're almost lost in it. Mm. There was this one particular moment 
that uh, it was on HBO. It was a documentary on um, Dr. Dre oh, okay. and like that whole era. And yeah. there was a moment when he was in the room, you know, getting his music right. He would mm-hmm. close his eyes, play with the controls, really listen. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing to see that out of someone. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are carpenters and to see him when you – talk to someone and they don't hear you because they're so focused on their passion. That's so cool. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's better than getting paid almost if we didn't have bills. <laughs> but know, right? it, it it's so much more fun yeah. to see someone go into what they want to really want to go into and aspire yes. mm-hmm. and share it with others. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't think a lot of people are in touch with that. Like there, it's just like you go to school, you get a degree, you work this job nine to five, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't follow your passion because you're told this is what you should do. So it's really getting in touch with that and saying, okay, this is what I really want to yeah. do. Well, I mean, we grew up in Utah. So, I mean, <laughs> Shit. that's kind of that's kind of what happens here in the Utah area. <laughs> I mean, shit. Okay. Definitely Utah. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to bash on religion because it gives a, a sense of community, which I love. Absolutely. Um, you find good people within communities mm-hmm. and you find shitty people within communities. Yep. And that's just the what it is. Um, there's good cops. There's bad cops. There's good politicians. There's bad politicians. There's good people. There's bad people. That's exactly. just exactly just what it is. Yep. Um, so I don't like to knock on that, but it's mm-hmm. just easy to make fun of. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is um, true. But I mean, to say that, you know, working that job nine to five, having a, you know, husband or a wife having a few kids and that's your life that's nothing wrong with that i absolutely adore that yes but i'm not called to do that and if you don't feel called in that essence Mm -hmm. and you feel more told than called oh it might be more pain it might be painful now to to drift away from that but it's gonna be more painful when you're 40 you have this family Mm mm-hmm and you have a call now to do something different, but yeah. you can't because you're stuck. Yep. Or if you were to do what you really wanted to do, you'd be looked mm-hmm. down on because you started this family that now you don't want to take care of. Yeah. That's that to me is fucked up. But yeah, it, it, it's I, if there's a demographic I can touch, it's younger individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, although I love fucking with older individuals' <laughs> minds on how I talk. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. But if there would be a demographic that I could reach out to, it's it's the younger generation of what they put in their body. One, two, how to treat each other. Three, what really matters to them. Yeah. And it takes a long time to define that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, yeah. Financially. You, really, you can figure out what you really like financially, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at that credit card statement and you go to Target to get a couple pillows or you go to the mall for a new pair of shoes mm-hmm. or you, you can really kind of define like okay well why do you need those pair of shoes mm-hmm. you have six pair yeah did you need that other pair yeah why did you buy them well i just i just needed a new pair did you mm. i think you just wanted to so why <laughs> did you want to yeah did it fill a void Maybe. Mm. Questioning your bullshit rules. Yeah. Right? Ooh. So, so 
I, this is kind of probably where I struggle the most as far as like sponsorships. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever be sponsored by a company with a product because Mm -hmm. I want people to invest more into their life than anything as far as getting a coach, uh, putting your money towards good food, Mm -hmm. uh, putting your money towards uh, what you really enjoy. And um, I'm never going to tell you to purchase a product other than purchasing something that might help let's just say for inflammation's sake um we we all have inflammation it's an aging part of aging process but Mm -hmm. you can decrease and increase your inflammation that you have Mm -hmm. in your body well one way to decrease that inflammation is eating better Mm -hmm. i'd much well okay let's take a product for instance cbd yep a lot of people are on the cbd craze that's fine i don't care Uh, i had a podcast with a great company farmer and chemist without cbd but Mm -hmm. i also let them know that I'm not going to just boast about your product. Yeah. I love your product, but other people need to do a lifestyle change Mm -hmm. before taking your product. Ooh, good point. Okay. Because if they take your product and they're still living that lifestyle of inflammation, what's, what's your product doing? It's a band-aid. Yep. Yep. It's like Advil. I, I can remember the last time I've taken Advil. Mm -hmm. I, don't agree with taking we don't get headaches to take advil we don't have aches and pains to take a pain pill yeah we need to understand the the root of that pain where is it coming from Mm -hmm. well if your body's inflamed fuck good luck trying to find it so really trying to make a lifestyle change to understand that inflammation and what drives your inflammation more than other things yeah so within the product era it's I'd rather, I'd much rather advocate for eating better and taking care of your body, getting up in nature, treating yep. each other better, uh, communicating with your spouse. Um, by any means, like I said, I don't think I've, I've never had like a long, steady relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak to what the experience is like, mm-hmm. but getting older, I'm so stoked to go into relationship because yep. I feel like I'm going to be able to communicate myself mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. And if they don't accept that, that's their problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and just being authentic, being my true self rather than yeah. just wanting them to think I'm some hot shit, right? Like yeah. That's, that's going to fade. <laughs> They're going to hear me fart and it's going to be like, I'm not so hot that? anymore. <laughs> What's happening? This is true. So, I mean, when yeah. we start questioning our own beliefs, our own habits, I think that's the really true, the true growth. Yeah. And if you try to change something, let's just say eating cereal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I disagree with eating cereal. I hope my kids stop eating cereal. I want them to eat like good breakfast. Yeah. There's just a lot of shit in cereal, mm-hmm. mainly sugar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Anyways, let's just say that. Well, it's really hard for me to give up cereal. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go back to your grandparents and grandma. Yeah. Did they have cereal every day? Yeah. No. No. Did their ancestors? No. Mm. Let's go back to what our ancestors really ate because I think there's a study from the rise of agriculture Mm -hmm. and that was thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. before that we had bigger brains Mm -hmm. it's there's a study out there that they would study individuals that had passed before agriculture their cranium was bigger oh really yep wow yeah okay there's a big belief Mm -hmm. about eating uh you know what their 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 natural resource whether it be meat but there's a good there's a good study about meat increasing the the size of our brain the way it is or was before agriculture and then it shrunk after agriculture because mm. we replaced 
uh, nutrient dense foods with not so nutrient dense and even more now because let's just say a plant for instance mm -hmm. there's on both there's both omega-6s and omega-3s okay well omega-3s don't really last that long on the shelf mm -hmm. is that good for my company no let's try to get rid of these omega-3s <laughs> yeah omega-3s are huge in the cognition world but yeah. uh they decided to remove them because they would go rancid quickly mm. all right well then they just fucked again with our nutrients out of our food so I'm not saying that rise of agriculture really ultimately fucked us. It's the process at which we decided to make it cheaper. Mm. So, dang, yeah, there we can, like I said, we can go for hours on food. And whatnot, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, to to swing this back around into yeah. communicating with each other, um, yeah. and having this abundant lifestyle. Yeah. Um, not to say that I don't run into shit. Like I run into shit all the time. Like you said, those past behaviors oh, can come hell. in front. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. it's so true. And like, even to like touch on that as far as like unraveling what it is your soul really, like what's really speaking to your soul, what's pulling you to do something. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I feel like I didn't even, because of all the stories I told myself, I just went along with, you know, the career I went along with, mm -hmm. you know, doing nails and my mom owned the largest nail salon in Utah. And so I'm like, well, I'm not smart enough to do anything else. So I'm just going to do nails like, mm -hmm. because that's what I'm ingrained in. I've, I've done it since I was younger. So I just did it yeah. forever. And up until, I mean, I, of course I started the inner work in my twenties and you know, I'm 34 now. And it's like, until I got, went through my separation and got divorced, that's when I'm like, cause all through my marriage, I knew there was something more for me to do, mm. but I didn't know what. And well, mm. something is speaking to me, but what the fuck am I supposed to, like, I know there's something more. Like I am here on this earth for a bigger purpose than doing this fucking shit I'm doing. Yeah. Not that it was bad shit, but you yeah. know, like, and so I think like I was mentioning when I got divorced is when I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, there's a process here. Just keep going with it. Something's going to come. And then that will end of last year. I'm like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. I need to be doing the podcast. Yes. I need to be doing, you know, I'm going to be in a book this fall. There's all these things that I've been doing and I'm like, we're meant for so much more in this world. You're separating yourself from a, a role that you were playing. Yep. You're playing mom. You're playing wife. Yep. Well, that's, it is a role. It's not who you are. Exactly. Micah is not a mom. She, I mean, so sorry, she is a mom, but doesn't mean she's the mom. Yep. She's a wife, but she doesn't mean she's the wife. Yeah. It's people are always people. That's what I tell my parents. Like when they're acting, you know, very overly protective. They yeah. don't like when I go hiking alone, but it happens anyways. Oh but boy, yeah. <laughs> I'm like you need to let that go. I'm like, well, we can't. Like, kids, you're not letting go of being a parent. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is why I like to touch on as far as reading ego books, Eckhart Tolle, New Earth. That's the whole ego dissolution of. Mm things that have come up in your day mm -hmm. and having a reaction to it. So you can either be proactive or reactive. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're being reactive, that's ego. That's what your ego wants. Yeah. Our ego is separate from what we think it is. And uh, ego isn't just some, well, he's egotistical, he's macho. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Everyone has that ego. Oh, It's called a and pain bodies like those are those are things our ego looks for another ego to attack or to blend in with or to feed off of we love that our ego loves that oh yeah and so to understand what ego is and how it plays a role in through our day our decisions our behaviors 
it's amazing to understand it because it's almost like cool now i have control now i'm driving my car before you were subconscious you were subconsciously driving your car you're checking your your phone you were being more upset about someone that cut you off 100 yards away and they got in front of you it's like does that matter yeah no that's your ego mm-hmm. chill out <laughs> chill Jesus. the fuck out people yeah Go, go climb on. a mountain. You'll be fine. Go climb a mountain. Uh, Get in nature. Get connected, damn exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. It's ego. <laughs> and ego, not our friend. Like, it, it's very primitive. Yep. Right? Very caveman-like. Yeah. We just did shit just because we felt it. Yeah. Uh, and now that we're smarter in this conscious awakening, yeah. we can now just – we can drive our own cars now. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to come across my day. Mm-hmm where i'm being reactive mm. like oh okay i'm being this is my ego saying this i'm mad because my ego wants me to be mad mm. it loves when i'm mad oh yeah gets off by Ooh. me being mad oh yeah so questioning that within your day mm-hmm. and i love to go through my day now and at least tell myself that i'm wrong once a day mm. and so for any men out there for even any women because there's a lot of people that think they're right. One, I'm going to suggest a book called The Tree of Knowledge by Don Miguel Ruiz. Okay. Because it starts, you question. You start questioning your own beliefs. Mm. Are you right? Where did you hear that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. From someone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where did that someone hear it? Mm-hmm. Okay. They heard it from Fox News. Yeah. Has our media always portrayed truth? Um, no. no. Hell no. Even seeing something and making a yeah. speculation, is that true? Mm. I don't know. But, so when people tell me COVID this, COVID that, movement oh this, God. movement that, I don't know. One. Mm-hmm. Two, you got to do a lot of research nowadays to figure out what is fact and what is yep. uh, false. Yeah. So it comes into your day. I think we have mm-hmm. to start calling ourselves out before we can start calling other people out Mm -mm. because you don't Uh, know if you're wrong yes but you want to be right Mm -hmm. that's your ego oh yeah yeah and when you're telling me i'm not wrong when you try to be right like ooh, that's i I need to be right why do you need to be right yeah what does that that do do? (laughs) yeah yeah it doesn't do anything it doesn't so it's not that's my spill on ego oh no i love it holy crap dude this has been such a treat having you. It's been a flow. Um, thank you. This is awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. Is there anything else that like? Um, no. Touch some just, really good things. Just treat your body with respect. Yeah. Treat each other with respect. And I have some growth on that to do as well. Like not everyone I come across is I'm going to be the nicest. You know, we go through different emotions every day like, or every hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it so, is so true. Yeah. Just yeah. try to just try to put yourself in the present moment. Understand what's going on. Like, oh, okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be depressed. One, people think it's sometimes a disease. No, everyone um, gets depressed. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> you probably just need to go climb a mountain. Exactly. Once again, people, <laughs> climb the damn mountain. Get get dusty, <laughs> suck in that fresh air, and yeah. go out and be with other individuals, touch some grass, touch some trees, mm. just really get dirty. Yes. Don't use hand sanitizer after. Exactly. I know people are going to scrutinize me, but you're literally can't killing um, bacteria on your hands yeah. that kill other bacteria, bad one. 
Yeah. That's what it is. But exactly. Yeah. That's, thank you for again for yeah, having me on. It's really what I wanted to do and show up for uh, yes. everyone. It was more of an intention for men to really call themselves out yeah. on a lot of things that they're patternly doing. Yeah. But for all, I love it. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jake. You're welcome. That Tyler. was amazing. Yes, I know people are going to get a lot out of this. Yes. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us and have an, am- yeah, have an amazing weekend or week. I guess it's week. We- this is the weekend we're recording this, but have an amazing week. Bye. Later. Thank you again for joining us today. It was such a treat having Jake on. Now, if you guys would, please go over to Apple Podcast and write a review. Give me a five-star rating and subscribe. And when you do that, it allows it to get to more people. The whole intention is to really make a difference in this world for all of you listeners by sharing my story, what I'm learning, what I'm getting out of life, being super vulnerable, and then having these amazing guests come on here and share all their knowledge. It has been such an incredible experience doing this. So if you would, go on over, write a review, subscribe, give me a five star. That would be awesome. Also, if you are interested in the health tip, just click on the link tree in the description of this podcast and you can check out the Lifelong Vitality Pack there or over at Instagram, Micah J. Fike, the link tree again, click on that. And then they have the Lifelong Vitality Pack listed in there and you can check it out. Have an amazing, amazing week. I am sending so much love and light into the world. Bye. Bye.